Alright, let's fucking do this. This is uh this is gonna be our third episode of the of the Club Spotlight series, I wow. believe. Yeah. Um hopefully you caught uh Freiburg and Hearts. We're not gonna say welcome back. Most recently. Uh we could say welcome back if you want. We're just diving straight into it. I don't know. No formality. I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you enjoyed those. Um this is gonna be similar, but you know, the, the information available to us on some of these, you know, smaller clubs. And this is truly a provincial club, I would say, um, regionally speaking. Um, so there might be some focuses on some slightly different things, maybe a little more history, maybe a little more like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, fuck it. Uh, a little more about the area itself and the club, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's hard to find specific info, but we'll get into that. I should mention what we're doing today, right? Yeah, who are we? Who are we talking about today? One Max? FC Slovakia of the Czech League. One FC, and do you know why there's the one? I don't. Before there, I don't. Oh. I guess there's only one of them. Well, it's probably true. <laughs> there used to be more than one of them. Um, well, and I want to apologize in advance to our uh, all our Czech listeners. Yeah. For the butchering of these pronunciations, they're really hard to tell what they say, and I can't find what all how all of them should be pronounced so um and in some cases i just didn't look it up because i'm a lazy piece of shit and i don't care so if fuck it. anyone in the comments wants to let us know all the words that we've butchered <laughs> the names the cities please do if you do i'll read them out on the show yeah and it will drive engagement <laughs> yeah we like to drive engagement um so slovako is based in uh, a district called uherska radista again Again, we apologize for any inappropriate uh, There are other towns that exist within it. Um, it's not very big of a district. It's only got about 24,000 people, 32,000 if you include some nearby towns that may or may not be a part of it. Um, uh, the word tran- the words translate to Hungarian Gord, and Hungarian Gord apparently in this case means a fortified settlement near the Hungarian border, which is weird because it's not actually right near the Hungarian border. It's near like the old... Hungarian border from it's the... near the Slovakian border, so no, okay, because that would so it would have just been in the middle of that country when yeah, it was Slovakia. Um, so uh, I don't know why it's called that. Um, but it does, it is a fortified settlement, which we'll get into. It has a lot of uh, it's basically like a, a fortress yeah. for a while. Um, uh, it's uh, central to Moravian Slovakia, which is the cultural region known for folklore. Music, costumes, Ooh. traditions, which I, not everybody has traditions, yeah. and wine easy. production. Actually, wow. um, the center of town is protected by law as an urban monumental monument zone because of its historical significance. Um, it includes a Baroque and Jesuit church of Saint Francis Xavier that was built in like the late 1600s. So pretty old shit, man. Um, but it can be traced all the way back to a Slavic settlement in the ninth century. And the town itself was founded in 1257 by King Ottokar II of Bohemia. And, uh, you know, the town featured lots of fortification systems. It was raided a shit ton, um, hence the fortress. Um, uh, it was threatened by Cumans in the 16th century. The Spice? The Cummins. The Cummins. The Cumans. The Cummins. Yeah, the Spice. The Cummins. Then there was 30 years war, then the Turkish invaded, and then all sorts of shit happened. Uh, but it was never conquered in centuries and centuries until the 1740s, and the Prussians finally got them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then it's finally started being a regular fucking town in the 19th century after all that war. Um, then, of course, it went through multiple world wars. But yeah, uh, and it was hit in the 90s by uh, the Central European flood, which fucked them up. So, you know, it's had a kind of a yeah, a rough have, existence just existing at all. Have you um, specified what modern day country this is in? Yeah, it says Czech. Czech. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think you said that yet. I just want to make sure. I think it was in the Czech League, in the Czech Republic, formerly Czechoslovakia, um, which complicates some of the league history, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, I looked, tried to find some famous people from the region, and like not really anybody. There's like the one, a former Czech prime minister, and like a couple of hockey players I'd never heard of who played in the NHL. That's all I could find. Um, so club history, also gonna get a little confusing. Not as much as the Freiburg one was, where they changed names like sixty times, but they're established in 1927 in the old Czechoslovakian league, the first iteration of that, which changed names many times as SK Stara Mesto. Um, which is a town within this district, which I'm not going to try to pronounce again. Yeah. Um, uh, the club itself did not play in the top flight until 2000, the year 2000. Um, but Star Star Amesto merged at that time with Slovaka, Slavia, Uherska, Radista, <laughs> becoming FC Sinet. And then that other club, uh, the, the Slovaka, Slavia, Uherska, Radista, club had only spent one season in the top flight ever and was in the fourth tier at the time of the merger so it was basically star amesto mm-hmm. and then then that fc Sinot branch off finally landed on the fc slovakia name in 2004 so it's a recent name it's basically star amesto though is my understanding okay um, they were the big club in the merger yeah it seems like, like it yeah Although they weren't incredibly successful either, <laughs> because yeah. they didn't play in the top five till 2000, they were more successful. Yeah, you know, we're talking small, comparatively. Comparatively, um, their colors are blue and white. Uh, they pair, play in the Miroslava Valenti Stadium with about 8,000 capacity. It's not tiny, no. Uh, I think it's new on the newer side, not super new. Um, it's previously hosted international matches, so it's no, it's uh, no shite stadium, you know. Uh, Czech Republic and Ukraine played there in 2018. Um, they also have a little hockey rink. Um, uh, where HC Uherska Pradista played in the second Czech hockey league. Um, so like I said, they didn't make the top flight until the year 2000. Um, but first we got to go back and learn a little bit about the Czech football league history. Yeah, it's complicated due to you know political yeah. stuff. Yeah. So the league changed names like a ton of times, but it was founded in 1925. Mm-hmm. In 93, Czechoslovakia. The country broke apart, and the modern Czech League and Slovakian leagues were founded. Um, The Czech League is now called the Fortuna League. Was it one league? Was it a continuous league from 25 until 1993? Pretty much. Although it changed names and uh, a couple of times. Yeah. But But the same clubs, basically. Yeah, yeah, and then those years from 25 to 93, uh, Sparta Prague won the most titles. Naturally. 19. There's a club called Dupla Prague that won 11 that uh, sort of devolved into nothing and then sort of reformed, but doesn't isn't really a, a big thing. And then Slavia Prague, mm-hmm. um, who's, who'd won nine. Yeah. Uh, Sparta and Slavia, probably the most famous clubs. Um, Still and in the Czech League. In the modern era, yeah, uh, Sparta also has the most titles in that range with 12, mm-hmm. but they haven't won since 13, 14. Has it really been that long? It's been a long time. 
even though they've had four second place finishes in the last yeah. six years, but haven't won any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Slavia has seven titles in that period, and the probably the best no- next best known team internationally is Victoria Pilsen. Mm-hmm. Um, they've won six titles, including last season's twenty one twenty two. The other club that you might have heard of is Jablonik. Oh, are they Czech? Yeah, I do not know why I thought they were Polish. Yeah, they're Czech. Yeah. They don't. I don't know why. But I didn't know that either. You don't but... know why they're Czech? Probably because they're in yeah. Czechia. Well, I've never heard of I've never heard of... I didn't, I didn't realize they're in Czech, yeah. Czech either. But they actually finished... Uh, they've kind of been around top three or four contention a lot mm-hmm. in the decade. They've never won the league, but they did finish runners-up two of the last five seasons. Okay. They didn't have a good season last year. They didn't make Europe. Um, that brings us back to FC Slovakia. As mentioned before, not really a big historical club, or successful one at least. Um and yeah, their first league appearance in the top flight was oh oh one. Um they were relegated in 07, back in 09, and they've been in that league ever since. So um, since coming up the first time, they've done a pretty good job of yeah. staying up with I mean the two year period. Yeah. Right so down. mostly they yeah, they went right back up almost. Yeah. And they've won I mean they um were sort of coasting around the bottom half of the table for mm-hmm. a lot of that time until recently they jumped into the top half. And then the last two seasons, they finished fourth. Wow. Both seasons, both uh, with 63 points, which is their highest ever league position okay. um, of all time. Mm-hmm. In the cup, they uh, they finished as runners up in 05 and 09, which is a nice accomplishment for them. Um, and again, they've never, they've never won a trophy other Not than even... like the second league. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah. So they never won like a proper trophy. Uh, they reached the final again in 2022, mm-hmm. and they played Sparta Prague, the big mm-hmm. boys, lined up in a 4-2-3-1. Uh, in the 11th minute, forward Baklav Eureka uh, put home a penalty to give him a 1-0 lead. Deserving pen, by the way. I saw the highlights. He was in on goal, brought down behind. Red card mm-hmm. argument. Was no a red, red card there? No red card. Um, then Peter Reinberg. Uh, tapped in off a set piece in the 33rd minute, 2-0. Ooh. But then, oh. Hanko of Prague, I don't know his first name, he scored an absolute fucking stunner. It was a screamer from 25, 25-ish uh, yards out in the 42nd minute to draw back 2-1. It's fucking epic. You should look up this goal on YouTube. It's All like, right. there's like two guys in front of him. He just like hoists it way over into the air high, kind of loops down over the goalkeeper, hits the bottom of the crossbar into the top corner. It's the absolute screamer. You know what they say about scoring right before halftime. It's great. It changes the game. Speaking of, just about a minute later, uh, uh, the ball finds to re- falls to Reinberg again, just outside oh, the top no. of the box. Lashes in bottom corner. Two-goal lower lead restored before halftime. Mm. You know what? They hold on to win. Oh, They win. They win 3-1. They win their first major trophy. They win the cup final, um, pretty much and arguably the biggest day in the club's history. Yeah, especially over the most historic and successful team in in the country. Um, some entertaining scenes if you want to search it up on YouTube. Um, check out celebrations and a rally, fans and players stuff. Very wholesome stuff. Um, you know, I I don't know about any like I don't know about any violence or danger that might have happened in those, so I'm not gonna comment. Yeah, I only saw good things in the videos I watched. Okay, European wise, they um, 
So they first played in a, any European competition in 02. That was the Intertoto Cup, one of our favorites. Oh, yes. The world-renowned. The world-renowned. prestigious. <laughs> yeah. Inter-Toto Everyone's Cup. favorite. They beat Tiraspol 4-0 on aggregate in, in the first round. The Sheriff Tiraspol? Uh, I perhaps okay. it might have been pre the sheriff part. part. Yeah. Um. Then they beat Helsingborg, Ooh. an aggregate in round two, four two, and then they lost to Sochaux oh. in the third round, three zero on aggregate. To play a French team. It is. So then they weren't in Europe at all until last year, okay. <laughs> where they were in the Conference League qualifiers. They were seated in the second qualifying round, uh, and they played Lokomotive uh, Plovdiv. Of Bulgaria, yes. Uh, they lost the they won the first they lost the first leg away, and then they won the next leg at home one nil. And it was like, well, it was coming down to the end. They had a huge point blank chance to score, missed it, and then lost a terrible penalty shootout three two, oh, no. and didn't advance. It was a terrible. I watched the shootout. It was some of the worst pens I've seen. Yeah. Um. What I watched was literally just a fan, like, holding a phone <laughs> and, like, screaming. That's the best I could find of it. Um, so this year, um, because even though they finished the same position as the year before in the league, because they won the cup, they go into the Europa League third qualifying, not the Conference League second. Yes, that's so, a huge change, right. big difference there in terms of money. Money, yeah, and what it means for their positioning is if they if they win, they're seated against Fenerbahce, um this will already have happened at the time of release um but we're recording before uh they're seated against Fenerbahce in that third qualifying if they win they're guaranteed a group stage berth in either the Europa or the Conference League which would be a huge deal League playoffs yeah with the win yeah probably though you probably already know this that they've probably lost to Fenerbahce I mean we don't want to yeah and in that case they have fallen into the conference playoff round yes um which if they won, they would get a conference league group stage spot. Yeah. Um, that will all again already have happened. Um, so don't worry about it. Hopefully they do. Um, but even if they got knocked out at the conference league stage, um, they'll still have made it further in Europe than they ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's they still get, a big deal. They get two nice away days to Turkey yeah. and to another lovely European country. Indeed. Um, and uh, in terms of the Czech league coefficient, I think I saw it was like seventeenth. 17th, should we take a little break so I can grab my laptop? Yeah. And, yeah. We'll plug the ads in right pause, here. Pause, pause. Yes. Men's current ranking. The Czech Republic are were 16th at the start of the season. They've been passed by Norway. So they're 17th. Yes. Um, Because one of their teams is already gone. Passed by Norway. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like, it's really uh narrow margins at that point in the oh, coefficient. Yeah. But I'm, that surprised me a little bit. Like, I generally consider like without any actual intelligence or knowledge that mm-hmm. the Czech league would be better than the, the Norwegian league. The Norwegian league. I mean, but Bodo probably single-handedly dragged them to... And when you're talking about the leagues like kind of 10 to 25 mm-hmm. at this part of the year, it's so much just about... One team goes on drawn, a run. Yeah, and who have yeah. you drawn? Did the team go out a round earlier than maybe right. you expected? And by the time you get the group stage results in, it evens out a little bit more. Right. This is so, a good point to bring up too because I think... Just on a competition level, the Czech League is maybe at some point maybe we should maybe we should like try to do a ranking of these things based on our personal opinion. But I think the yeah. Czech League is better than some people realize. I think I don't think the depth is that great, but I think 
like if you go six or seven teams in, it's stronger than you think it is. Especially, you know, there are um so I think Slovakia has a chance to mm-hmm. at least make the conference groups. Yeah. Um but I don't know, and you know, Slavia and Sparta are always every year they're in at least one of them is in a Europa League group stage. I feel yeah. like you know they're they're pretty competitive, at least at at that stage of the competition. Not really beyond, but like, um, I think there's there's some there's some strength in that league. Yeah, and I think it's really strong for them to have more than one competitive team. So it's not just Slavia Prague. Sparta has been pretty solid. Uh, Victoria Pleasant gives them challenges. Um, even Slovan Librek have been in Europe a few times, so it's not a one-trick pony like a lot of the leagues around yeah, this. They have some competition. They have some internal and... competition. Like yeah. interestingly, the other half of the former Czechoslovakian uh, mm-hmm. league, you know, in Slovakia, Sparta, Bratislava just wins every single year. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have any other? You have any thoughts and comments so far uh, about the Czech uh, league in general or the club itself? Um. I just barreled to... through a lot of information there. Yeah, you did. I'm trying to see if they've already done the draws for the Conference League playoffs, if we know who they would be playing if they lose. Oh, yeah. The playoff round obviously has not been drawn yet, mm-hmm. but they are in match four. So they'll be priority three, so they'll probably – they will not be favored if they go through. Yeah. Obviously – oh, sorry. They'll be in uh, priority oh. four, so they will be literally – the, the, the lowest, it's them and the winner of Larnaca and Partizan will be mm-hmm. the lowest two priority teams. So they'll get a big team They're if they like a big, big this. team, a big, big, well, big team that's in the Europa League playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, like a Hearts or a uh-huh. Dini Pro, against, yeah, they can kind of if you can beat Fenabachi, you can be one of those teams. Oh, but... I think, yeah, I think they can compete in that. I don't know if they'll. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some real fucking deep cuts in the third round qualifying of the conference league. Oh yeah, maybe they'll get lucky. Did you get a chance to watch any of their games other than just the highlight package of the cup? I have not really been able to find bowl games. Um, I've watched highlights. Um, uh, they they typically the best I can tell they typically line up in a four two three one. Um, although they've occasionally played, uh. Four five one, mm-hmm. uh, or a three four three. I saw a couple times. Um, this is via manager Martin Spedic, okay. who's a Czech guy. Who his big his initial claim to fame is when he rose through the ranks with a club called Pardubice, Pardubice, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really small club. Yeah. They changed their name in twenty ten to Banik Ostrava. Okay. Um, he got them from the fourth division to the second. Before leaving to work at the at the international youth level, so manager of the U20s and assistant for the U21s, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of been around the Czech league, um, but yeah, he likes that, which may, leads me to believe that it's a that, although I can't tell based on actual statistics of the league that they play with some substance, um, an attacking verb, um. They did seem to rely a lot on one particular player to score goals for them last season. Kind of an older dude named uh named uh Vaklav Eureka, the guy who scored the pen in the mm. cup final. Okay. And he's gone. He left to he left for Slavia on a free. Ah. So 
and they don't really have they don't really buy players for very much you know so and we'll get to transfers in a second but he you know they tried they they brought a couple of people in who are not familiar with obviously who mm-hmm. on freeze and loans so yeah we'll, i think that'll be their possibly their biggest challenge um is replacing striker production mm-hmm. um and just pure goals yeah yeah you talked about them not bringing players in if you look at the list of most appearances five of their top 10 most career appearances are still on the squad yeah yeah you know ryan burke who you talked about really talented midfielder uh danachek havlik satellite and peterzilla um yes so all five of those guys are still with the squad which i think speaks a lot to the stability yeah they've had and if you look at their most goals scored yeah, list, they've only had three players for more than 30 goals yeah. at the club well it's a new club you know yeah yeah they're they're not they're yeah they haven't been around that long mm-hmm. um and the terms of transfers so yeah eureka is out um they had another their second leading goal scorer who only had like six goals in the league or something mm-hmm. also out yeah um so they're gonna have to replace most of their goal production that's not from like set piece center backs yeah um the record departure fee uh, was in 2021 for a goalkeeper named Mataus Termal. Okay. Uh, he went to Vitoria Guimarães. Oh, in Portugal. Portugal for yeah. like 1.32 million. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they also sold an attacking midfielder, Patrick mm-hmm. Hellebrand, recently to Slavia for just over a million. Okay. Um. Uh, and in terms of arrivals, their record transfer fee was set in 0405 for a grand total of 550,000. Just good, good amount for the back time, then, yeah, yeah, for a for a uh, Darko Suskavicevich, Suskavicevich, yes, you definitely pronounced back correctly. I don't think it was that far, huh? Suskavicevich, Suskaviskovich, they got a lot. They, but yeah, like I said, they get a lot of players on loan for free because, you know, tiny club. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this year they brought in Mikhail Travnik from Sparta Prague on loan and then yeah, mostly free transfers. Uh, Patrick Brenner mm-hmm. and Libor Kozak to center forwards that they brought in. So they'll right. definitely need them. Hoping to replicate some of the goal mm-hmm. production. Yeah. Um, they're mo- more recently, they this summer, they... they Officially bought a new the goalkeeper they had on the squad last year, who mm-hmm. I think was on loan, uh, for named Philip Nguyen. Win. Uh, Nguyen. He's yeah from Liberec. Um, Czech and Vietnamese. Yeah, interesting. Right? I figure I figure he was on like a loan option or obligation last year because he was on he was like the starter last year for them. Okay. But they official they confirmed that for two hundred twenty k. Um, which is not nothing for them. So, no. um, but it's also not a crazy fee. It's not a crazy to bring fee in a starting sure. goalkeeper yeah. for the Czech league. Yeah, kind of hard to figure out. Like I said, how they play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mentioned Eureka. I think had seventeen goals and thirty five league appearances last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a so it'll be down to those new transfers to try to figure out um, how to get some of those goals in. They still have um, Jan Kalabiska and Reinberg, who led the league had led the assists. Uh, table for them with seven each in the league, um, so that's promising. Uh, they still have the same captain, thirty-seven-year-old center back Mikhail Michal Kadlik. Mm-hmm. Um, 
don't know. So they seem to have some stability, despite like other than the attacking third. Yeah. Um. Other than that striker, the forward position. Mm-hmm. Um. So hopefully they're still able to compete, um, in the league and. Yeah. You know, if they finish fourth again, they get they they get another shot at um Europe. the conference league. Uh, but at an impossible position <laughs> in that second qualifying. Um, but maybe, just maybe, uh, they can build upon the last two years and maybe squeeze out a third-place finish. Might yeah. be too much to ask. Mm-hmm. But um, they did beat, you know, they beat uh, Prague twice last year yeah. um, in the cup final and another in the league. They beat them 4-0 one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can so they can compete, compete with those with guys. Yeah. They were, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't say I would. I wouldn't predict them finishing top three. No. But um, especially not if they end up making the conference league groups. But they probably won't, yeah. and they'll probably finish fourth again. Yeah. Or Liberic will bounce back and they'll finish fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good goal for them to try to just get one of those top four spots again and get a crack at Europe. Yeah. Um, and maybe go on another cup run. Um, but yeah. This is honestly a really big chance for them to get like months of European football, which mm-hmm. might be hard for them to come by for the next couple of years if yeah. they, if they can, don't get it done. It could be a good position to build on in these yeah. leagues to be able to offer European football, track mm-hmm. players as a smaller club away yeah. from mid table opponents yeah. you normally wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And the nice thing is like even if they even if their league form dips, um, for instance, if they got a conference league group and it ate into their league form. It's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, Fulham gets the Europe and then like have to deal with relegation the next season in the yeah. or in that season in the Prem because they don't have the squad to compete on two fronts. It's like they can stay up in the Czech League, you know. They could finish eighth one year and be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um be able to bounce back pretty easily from that. But again, uh this might be totally moot. Um, by the time it by comes the time out it comes this comes out in yeah. like a month, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, FC Slovakia. Any yeah. questions, thoughts, concerns, reactions? I mean, I always have thoughts. I always have concerns, but I leave those to my therapist. Yeah. So none about Slovakia in particular. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see how they do this year, how the Czech League as a whole can do in Europe. We'll see if they can raise that coefficient. Yeah. Or if Bodo's coming for them again. Bodo's going to keep Norway ahead of them. going to keep them. You know, the Czech Republic's ahead of Denmark. I did not right know now. that. Yeah. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Even despite... Denmark was ahead. Really, Michelin had a strong performance last year in Europe, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, Denmark had um a 7.8 last year. And Czech Republic only had a 6.7. But their overall coefficients, 2.3425 for the Czech, 22825 for Denmark. Denmark had more team has more teams in there. They have five teams. So the coefficient stuff is like I don't know. The yeah. margins for that seem I feel it's like they, I feel like especially when it gets further on down like that, I wish they'd have slightly more logical seeming. Yeah. <laughs> or like easy to follow system. Yeah. It seems overly complicated to me. I mean yeah, Iceland win what the two games and they jump up yeah. ahead of of other countries just by winning a couple games but yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not smart enough to know if that makes sense or not but it's definitely hard to figure out as an average fan yeah um 
but yeah, that's uh that's Slovako. If you there, you know, if you feel like checking them out, obviously the details are kind of hard to find about certain things. But you know, if you want to check them out, see if you can get them if they're still in Europe. Um, turn on one of their games in the conference league. If they didn't make it, see if you can find a janky ass stream of the Czech league. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, this isn't the last time we'll be able to talk about them in Europe. Um. Uh. You know the Czech league is decent, but maybe, maybe we'll see him again soon in the conference league at least. Um, it'd be good to see a you know a club. It's always good to see a club that size that's being well run and having success. It's not like a historical giant. Yeah, um, I think it's good for those leagues. It's good for it's European football. Fun to see football. somebody upset the apple cart every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, it's good wholesome fun. Yeah. Um. Most of my sources this week were the usual suspects, Wikipedia, FB Ref, Transfer Market, uh, Transfer Marked. Uh, I also had some footy stats on there um, and a bunch of YouTube, random YouTube videos that I found, both Slovakia's club site and a bunch of like fan accounts. Uh, one channel is called The Top, which is basically just a dude who goes to games <laughs> and he has a video in the Conference League penalty defeat last year in the Czech Cup trophy celebration, both of which I watched. Yeah. And Drew Pond, so thank you to that one dude. Yeah. Shout um, outs to the top. And that's it. Well, hopefully you guys join us for our next episode. Do you know who we're going to talk about next? Next episode? No, do you? It's your turn, dude. I totally know who we're going to talk <laughs> about. And I will surprise everybody we'll find out with the Instagram drop. On social on media. It will be. So tune um, back in. Everyone loves a good surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Theme music. Outro.